0: What's up Melanated family? This is your boy Harrison bringing you a brand new episode of my podcast. I like to call the Melanated Convo where we have great conversations about different things going on in the community, whether it be dealing with our family, whether it be dealing specifically with our children y'all know by now um you know me having a platform my platform is called melanated fathers of america i like to speak from a male's perspective i like to give insight and perspective on the different things that we go through as men dealing with our children dealing with the women in our lives trying to figure out a better way um to just be better men right knowing that a lot of us have came from environments where we didn't necessarily have the resources or we didn't necessarily have a father in our life i try to I, I try my best to bring different perspectives and ideals that can push our culture forward And be as honest, honest as possible about the different things that we go through right now Also, on the show, I like to do a specific topic where I talk about something going on with the family Something going on in the community, like I said We also discuss different news stories going on in the country News stories that I think is pertinent. News stories that I think black folks should be aware of. So I do my best to cover those. Also, my favorite uh, section of the show is a section I like to call the Black Business Spotlight. Why? In my opinion, when we look at the finances related to black society, when we look at the amount of money that we spend every year, when we look at the amount of black businesses that we do not have, I think it's imperative that we all... Figure out a way that's suitable for us, but figure out a way to support black businesses. And this can be with shopping at a black business. This can be spreading the word of a black business. This can be, you know, speaking positively about a black business. This could also be doing business with a black person and giving them the same respect in the same leeway you give people outside of our community sometimes when people shop with a black business they think they're supposed to get discounts they think you know their their perception of how they should be treated is all fucked up based on how we're treated in society but we need to get off that shit and look at everybody and this is my opinion family look at everybody that's black like your brother or your sister until they prove otherwise so when it comes to a black business i'm gonna give you a little leeway now of course I want the quality of your product to be on par with that same product I can buy anywhere else. So I like to say the the products are the same. The tiebreaker is the fact that you black. I want to recycle dollars in my community. Most of us are aware of the amount of t- the amount a dollar circulates in the black community opposed to a dollar in the white community or a dollar in the Asian community. They, they circle their money 15, 20, 30, 40 times before it actually leaves the neighborhood. I think if we can, we need to get to a point where we're doing the same thing. So I like to talk about different black businesses. Some of them are here in the sacramento area some of them are different places around the country some of them are organizations some of them are storefronts none of that matters to me i just like when black people put their best foot forward and try to positively affect our community, when they try to positively affect their families, right? Because if you're an adult with a business and you're trying your hardest to accomplish whatever goal you've set for your business, if you have children, they're watching, so hopefully your children um, take heed to how you operate and then they feel you know what I can start a business too just like my mom my dad my uncle whatever the case may be you feel me so I like to focus on black businesses as well so that's what we do here at the Melanated Combo podcast have interesting conversations about the different things that take place in our families in our communities around the country now let's get into it first thing I want to go to Is a news story I have a couple different news stories That I want to touch on Wanted to get the family's take On these news stories in particular Right So this is a news story That I posted on my website Melanatedfathers.com Shameless plug Go check it out if you haven't Right This story is about a black father Named Kevin Mitchell Kevin Mitchell is he, He lives in New Orleans Or Slidell Which is a suburb of New Orleans And basically Kevin was coming out of Walmart One day with his family think it was his 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 wife and two three four kids however many kids he got but he was coming out of walmart with his family and kevin basically cussed at his child right his four-year-old son he told his four-year-old son because his four-year-old son attempted to get out of the vehicle and he almost hit a truck with the car door so his dad told him don't be doing that fucking shit right right so i mean uh 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 would i talk to my four-year-old like that probably not but this is this man and his kids right so follow the story so he tells his four-year-old don't be doing um don't be doing that fucking shit i quote right so things got a little hasty when an officer pulls next to him and an officer basically tells him you can't be cursing like that right so again this is this man's child right if if He's not under arrest for anything. I don't think a police officer should be saying anything to him. So the man proceeds to tell the police officer, hey, I'm talking to my children. He kept saying him, he kept saying, and this is important to me, he kept saying to him, you can't talk like that in Slidell, right? Basically saying, you can't talk like that in this city. He should've just added boy at the end of that shit, right? What he wanted to say is, you can't talk like that in this city, boy. You see what I'm saying? So here's the thing, family again i like to report on stories like this because by no stretch of the imagination do i feel all police officers are bad not by not by a long stretch i'm not that stupid i don't think in absolutes like that right however when we look at the fractured relationship between melanated people and cops when we look at um, the uneasy relationship we've always had with them it's based on instances like this police officers who use their badge as a way to kind of hide their real feelings about a-, a particular person right so they go on to have a conversation and they end up arguing like if you watch the video which i which i'll post on my channel if you watch the video at the end of it Kevin is kinda cussing at him, right? Telling him, bitch, what you gonna do? Get the fuck out of here, all this kind of shit. It, it may sound uh kind of belligerent, and you would want to say, hey, don't talk like that to a police uh, to a police officer, but fuck that. Well, we need to get to a point, and what a lot of brothers understand, respect goes along. Fucking way there are several ways he could have addressed this situation. First way he could address it, it is mind his fucking business. I mean he cussed at his son. That's like a moral family thing that ain't gonna do it no 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 damn po- no damn police officer. But when you get to specifically saying you can't talk like that in Slide out what the fuck? What you can't use profanity in this city? You see what I'm saying? Now and and again, I'm of the belief that if this was a white man, he would have just kept going. You feel me? So here we are in 2020, and we still have to deal with the racial politics when it comes to how we interact with each other, and it's kind of fucked up, man. So we need to realize how I feel. I don't feel if a police officer stops you or asks you questions. I think you should be respectful. I think also you should always consider. I like to think of it as like a um, a person that's in the army, that's on combat, that's on duty. If you fighting somebody in the army and they capture you for whatever reason, at that point, you're behind enemy lines and you need to be strategic from that point because they got your ass. You see what I'm saying? This is the same way I feel when a police officer commandeers you in a particular instance or in a particular situation, you gotta learn how to move. However, this is what I will say because this is what Kevin Mitchell did. However, if you feel disrespected to to a certain level You gotta go for what you know. You gotta say how you feel. Now, if talking, if fucking talking gets you choked out, if talking gets you shot, to a degree, I'm like, then fuck it, man. Because on several occasions, and I've seen this with my own eyes, on several occasions, I've seen white men and women yell at police officers, you hear me? Yell, arms flailing. What does the officer do? The officer put his hands in front of his chest like, hey, I'm sorry, back up, what's wrong, how can I help you, you see what I'm saying, so, a police officer is a public servant, you get paid by our tax dollars, your job is supposed to be to protect and serve, not harass and neglect, you feel me, so, I'm with the brother Kevin Mitchell, I think he got arrested on a resistant arrest charge, the, 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 um, slidell police chief randy fandell he stood by the arrest saying he felt the man should have been arrested based on what he's seen you see what i'm saying excuse me excuse me y'all just damn ew, this rock star running through me so as we can see, like always, another big problem that I always have is police officers. When we talk about gangs in the United States of America, when we talk about organized crime in the United States of America, to me, ain't no bigger gang than the police force. How they stick together, whether being right or wrong, I would say that was some admirable shit or that was something you should revel or, or something... Um, you could be proud of if that was a different type of organization but you guys are made to kind of help us to kind of protect us when when shit ain't going right if it if a cop do some fuck shit nobody should be coming out protecting them so that makes us that creates a higher level of distrust you feel me so the brother kevin mitchell with the jail i'm sure it was like a misdemeanor charge and he got out now there is a video of the confrontation um where it shows him yelling at the officers where it shows him having a conversation with the officers but i'm with the brothers no way no how he should have been arrested and this is just another example of our fractured how certain police officers um entice the fractured relationship that we already have with police departments around the country you feel me so shout out to the brother kevin mitchell you know, um, again, would I speak that way in particular to my four-year-old? No, but I don't know what the brother was going through. I don't know what kind of day he was having. I don't know if he got home and apologized to his son. I don't, who knows? That's his fucking business at the end of the day. So shout out to the brother, Kevin Mitchell. You still are brother. Now, next story I want to cover. Something I just seen today, right? And again, um, you know, I want to be clear. Oprah Winfrey sat down with her best friend, Gail King. And they had an interview. Now, from my knowledge, this is the first time Gail is speaking out after interviewing Lisa Leslie. If those of you who don't know, who's been living over, living under a rock, a uh, couple weeks ago, she interviewed Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. In the interview questions, it was obviously something was there, whether she was antagonizing her, whether she was kind of showing how she felt about Kobe, and she was kind of putting that through her words as she asked Lisa Leslie different questions. But whoever seen that interview, it was no doubt some fuck shit, right? So she interviewed with Oprah Winfrey, and again, this article I'm reading only shows a piece of what they spoke about. Maybe later on in the interview she apologized, but the quotes I see here she didn't even apologize family she basically said look um, uh, uh, I think we can this is Gail is quoted as saying I think we can disagree politically we can disagree socially if you want to but I just think humanity should prevail always I think we should have a I think we should figure out a way to navigate with each other that we can disagree and you could be mad at it even but you can't speak to me that way that i I was spoken to and threatened okay so she's standing on her shit about snoop Dogg shouldn't have spoke to her that way um um, she shouldn't have got some of the backlash that she received the fucked up part to me is and and again the full interview can be released because they did an interview on oprah's uh 2020 your life in focus tour to discuss the backlash that she received from that interview and again she could possibly in the further parts of the interview she could have apologized family i don't know but in this article that shit wasn't highlighted so this is another example to me of some black entertainers being at such a level that they think they don't even need to be reprimanded right because this man is dead you didn't you didn't what about Uh, Vanessa and her family. What about Kobe's parents? What about everybody else that's been, that's been drastically affected by this? I mean, let's keep it real. Like I said before, family, this is the biggest sports tragedy ever. I don't give a fuck what nobody said. You can go down to history and look at different sports figures who have died throughout history. Name one athlete at this level that's died in this way. It's never happened, family. So, you a 60-year-old woman, you don't know how sensitive this is? Bullshit. I think Gail was trying to get ratings. She's... At this white company, I I'm thinking she's trying to get ratings. The same way when she interviewed R. Kelly, that shit was antagonistic. You see what I'm saying? But yet still, no Harvey Weinstein interview, right? Right? No Roman Polanski interview, right? So at the end of the day, she was wrong, and for her not to come because Snoop apologized, which for the record, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. He came out, the first video he did was done, boom. He came out with a second video that explained why he approached it that way. I think he should have left it there because she didn't apologize. She 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 stood on her shit. Everybody knows Snoop wasn't threatening her. Everybody know that this, this is a 50-year-old ex-crip. You think he finna get somebody to go fuck up Gail, go fuck up a 60-year-old woman? He was raised better than that. He didn't have to begin, he didn't have to start copping pleas like that. He even went on Red Table Talk and explained more and, and kinda, I'm not gonna say back down, but he kinda copped, copped a couple more pleas. You feel me? Gail ain't doing that shit, so fuck that. And uh, And again, I'm not I don't like Black people fighting in public I think there's a time And a place for everything But If you do something publicly At times you should be reprimanded publicly So the outlash The backlash that Gail received For this incident Was righteous And the fact that I don't see her um, You know And the fact that I don't see her um apologizing for it makes it even worse again maybe in this full interview she'll apologize but i didn't i definitely didn't see it here so i stand with my brother snoop even though he back even though he backpedaled a little bit i stand with him coming at her with the aggression he did because at the time he was hurt at the time he's thinking about his actual friend not to mention that when things like this happen we have to look at um, we have to look at everything that's going on in the situation, right? I mean, Snoop, he lost Nipsey, which was close to him. Snoop, he just lost a granddaughter, which I'm sure as a man, um, that, that that's a trying moment. That's a trying moment that you have to deal with, you feel me? So, shout out to the brother Snoop. Um, again, I don't think he should apologize the way he did, but, you know, I don't know if he... His corporate connections put put him in a situation where he has to just kind of dead the situation. I don't know. He mentioned it was his mom and different family members who called him and kind of put him in his place a little bit. That could be it specifically, but we don't know, right? So, on to the next story. Another story I want to talk about really quickly. It wasn't a new story that I read, per se. But it was a video that I've seen on Worldstar where we have a little black girl getting her hair done, right? She's getting her hair done by, the, by a hairdresser. She looks into the camera. Why, why the hairdresser is filming her doing her hair? I don't know. I'm getting so tired of everybody filming everything. Like, regardless of what you're doing, you got your goddamn camera phone up. I mean, damn. Some shit should be private, but whatever. She's filming the interaction as she does the little girl hair. The little girl looks at herself in the mirror or whatever says she's ugly right now. I think, after looking at the video, I think her saying she was ugly, I think she was referring to her hairstyle, not necessarily her looks, but I commend, because I've heard different stories about this video before I actually saw it, but I commend the hairstylist because the little black girl said I was ugly. The hairstylist did, to me, what was the completely right thing to do. She stopped her and she began to fill the little girl with positive affirmations about how she looked, about what she can be in this world, and I think she handled that shit brilliantly. Like I said, um, before i seen the video, I um, received information about what took place and different perspectives about it, but I think she done the right thing. I think when we look at beauty in America, when you when you black the image of beauty has never really been us so it's imperative that we fill our children with confidence it's imperative that we talk to our kids about how beautiful they are about how capable they are like those positive affirmations need to happen from the adults around you see what i'm saying and I think what she did, because she could have, it could have been worse. The black girl, the little girl could have said that and the hairdresser could have been like, shut up, let's keep going. You feel me? She could have overlooked that extremely teachable moment, but that was a teachable moment she talked to her she gave her a lot of positive affirmations i take my hat off to that sister i think that was the best thing to do in a situation like that and the girl was four it's a four-year-old girl looking at her looking at herself and said i look ugly now again looking at her hair because the head <laughs> just on some real shit the hairstyle wasn't wasn't that nice so i'm thinking maybe she was talking about the hairstyle opposed to speaking about her skin but Because we've been so neglected in society Because black men and women have been So abused in society You gotta check that You gotta use that as a moment To say well no look You are beautiful You are capable You are enough You feel me So I take my hat off to that sister For using that moment with that 4 year old girl As a teachable moment And I guess in that instance I'm kinda happy she was filming Only because other people need to see that As cause you know You go on Worldstar, which I'm not above anything. I go everywhere to see what's in the climate, to see what people are talking about, right? And, you know, on Worldstar, it's a lot of fuck shit on there, a lot of, you know, little funny videos and all kind of shit that maybe shouldn't be online. But that was a good video. I take my hat off to that sister. She did the right thing. Um... Um, In the face of uh, What could have been a much more negative situation So shout out to that beautician Black black people, black parents You have young black kids Make sure you fill your children with, 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 With positive affirmations Make sure you tell them that you love them Make sure you tell them that they're beautiful Make sure you treat them that way Make sure you make sure they're punctual Make sure you make sure that they are clean You see what I'm saying Because again when we look at how we're treated in society, when we look at racism, when we look at classism, when we look at all the isms, when we look at all the shit that negatively affect us as black folks, it's uh, some of this starts in the house. We, uh, It's important to know about racism and to understand and contextualize it so you can navigate through what you see and don't internalize it. But at the end of the day, our homes should be breeding grounds for positive thinking, for motivational thinking, for reading, for all these things that can help us once we step out of the house. So again, hats off to the sister, right? So those are all the news stories for today. Now, what I want to talk about now, I want to get to my favorite part. Like i like I told y'all before, my favorite part of all of this is the actual businesses that I want to talk about. So, like I said, I do two businesses. Um, two two weeks in a row i typically talk about businesses just to give them the maximum amount of exposure that my platform allows so the first business i want to speak about the same business that I, I talked about last week it is tax season we need to get our taxes done i'm looking <laughs> i'm looking online on facebook different social media platforms everybody's talking about their tax money when i'm getting my tax money you know hopefully we're getting that money and doing something with it that can be beneficial for us in the long run but in any case, where everybody in Sacramento need to go, and I think if you're outside of Sacramento, you can still deal with this company. Everybody should go to speedytaxservices.com. That's speedytaxservices.com. The website is taxesusa.com. That's SpeedyTaxesUSA.com. The phone number to reach them if you wanted to make an appointment because they're open uh, six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. The phone number you will reach, at is 916-320-1246. Again, that's 916-320-1246. But you can make appointments on the website. Again, the website is speedytaxesusa.com. It is tax season. We all have to get our taxes done. There's really no way around that in society. Why not spend some money with somebody Why? You feel me? I think at this company they have maybe four staff members, three sisters, one brother who are um, you know, waiting to get your business. The 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 um, um, CEO of the company is K Powell. Is K Powell Crystal Singleton lawana williams a brother named marvin singleton so if you can if you haven't done your taxes yet give this sister a phone call go to the website speedytaxesusa.com spend your money with somebody black this is this is a a a time of year where like i said all of us must get our taxes done there's really no way around that why not spend some money in your community so we can start circulating our dollars where way we need to, right? So that's SpeedyTaxesUSA.com. Not only do they do taxes, but they also do bookkeeping tax resolution you having all kind of problems with the uh, uh, with the IRS they can help you out with it they do amendments if you've done your taxes in the past and something went wrong somebody did something the wrong way they can help you with that the prices are really reasonable too you know so give them a phone call they can help you out that's 916-320-1246 speedy taxes USA now for the next business which is a brother of mine a a good friend of mine a brother named marcus johnson he has an organization called so now so is a video platform that basically plays video uh, hip-hop videos videos that are a part of the hip-hop culture i've spoken with my brother a lot about his platform he's received some backlash um Throughout his time of doing this, talking about the content as far as the type of videos that he's playing, but really, if we look at hip hop in totality, his platform is just a reflection of what uh, of where we're at mentally as far as the kind of music that we like and the kind of music that we listen to. So I don't knock him there. Also, he's attempting to use this as a platform once he becomes big enough to show younger brothers and sisters how to create their own website, how to create their own video platform. He wants to show young people the inner workings behind the scenes just so they can have some hands-on experience to what he actually does right so i think it's a it's it's a really um he's been doing it for a while man so it's a great a great platform if you like hip-hop videos go to so again you don't gotta be in sacramento but this brother is representing for our city not only does he have the video platform where he's trying to use it as a vehicle to help our young people he also has a clothing line called soul sacramento clothing and he has some really high quality sweaters high quality shirts i have a couple of his pieces myself you can wash them several times so it's 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 high quality clothing and if you in sacramento man it's good to represent you know what i'm saying we as a city get overlooked sometimes for cities for cities that may be a little bigger than us maybe a little more active than we are may have more resources than we have but ain't nothing wrong with representing where you're from you feel me so so sacramento.com is the website if you want to order one of his sweaters you can either go to the website so sacramento.com or you can go to his facebook page which is so sacramento s-o sacramento s-a-c-r-a-m-e-t-o in the NTO that's so sacramento you can go to his Facebook page um, you can order his sweaters right from the uh, right from the Facebook page reasonable prices high high quality clothing mess with my boy Marcus right and that's so sacramento.com go to the website uh, like the video share the videos any artists in particular that you do not see on the website you can hit him up he'll add them to the website um, Really really cool brother trying to do something positive for the community. So I rock with, with, with Marcus again. That's so Now for the topic. Ah what I want to talk about today. So I did a video um a few days ago because besides the platform besides the the um, besides the, the podcast that I do here three or four times during the week I, I do a live video where i do a question of the day where me and people on facebook talk about whatever the topic may be it could be something regarding our kids something regarding something that happened in the news similar to this but more of a face-to-face type of interaction i did a video about deadbeat fathers um and what your definition of is a deadbeat father and i wanted to get into that again today i wanted to touch on that again today and just give a little more context a little more detail right because this is a um a really hot topic in our community. Being a father of five myself, I've had that term thrown at me before when I have been a deadbeat in my children's life one day. But I think it's important that we discuss what is the definition of a deadbeat father right i think in general when i look at that term in general for me a deadbeat father a deadbeat parent or a deadbeat father in particular is a father who's never really tried to invest time or energy or money into his children's lives maybe he has never been interested in a relationship with the kid so that shows right because when we talk about being a an effective parent excuse me There is a part of it that requires finances. Excuse me, as a man, it's your job to put yourself in the best position financially so you can help out your kids, right? Oh shit, excuse me, but like I said in my previous video, excuse me, excuse me, y'all, sorry about that. It's a little more nuanced than that because of course kids need money kids need fighting like that that that's a definite but the time you spend with your children will be the determining factor of the kind of person they turn out or the kind of relationship that you ultimately have with them right so we need to look at that in full spectrum because sometimes we'll have men being called a deadbeat father and they don't quite fit that bill now if you have a father who at this moment in time doesn't have the money, or at this moment in time can't spend time with the kid for whatever reason, that doesn't necessarily make him a deadbeat, right? Because sometimes I think women have children with a particular type of man, and then when he shows you he's that type of man, once there's a kid involved, you wanna switch it up and uh, rate him at like a higher standard. You want to put a higher standard on his output when he showed you he wasn't shit, right? He showed you he may have had another kid and he showed you he, he didn't take care of that kid. He showed you he was irresponsible before the kid. Now, and, and, and this is not for all men, but I'm just running it down to you, family. He may have showed you he was irresponsible. He may have showed you that he don't want to handle business and shit, but you chose to have a baby with him, right? Because we have to be completely honest about both sides of the spectrum, right? If you was fucking with a dude that didn't have an income or a dude that wasn't responsible and you have a baby with him, how can you expect him to be responsible after the fact some people think having children all of a sudden puts us in like this responsible realm and all of a sudden we understand things and that shit don't work like that you have to be on that path already right just having a child ain't gonna all of a sudden turn you into the responsible type of father you need to be right because a lot of us are still dealing with the fact that we don't know how to be men a lot of us are still dealing with the fact that we never had a man around so, it, it's like complete trial and error at that point. When you're in a position where you never had a father, you never had a man in your home to tell you what to do or to give you instructions about certain things. So, you know, men were extremely prideful. Some men can't really face the fact that I don't know what to do, I don't know how to be in my kid's life, right? So, when we look at a, 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 a deadbeat father title, All of these things need to be considered, right? Because what I never hear, and this is one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this video, not to bash women, you know at all but one of the main reasons why i want to do this video because when we look at society deadbeat father is a term right and again i'm speaking for the melanated community i don't know what the fuck going on in white communities i don't know what words they using that shit, don't bother me we got our own house that we need to fix right in our community we use deadbeat father a lot but the question is family have you ever heard deadbeat mother have you ever heard that thrown around has that ever been in a lexicon like never right so what we need to understand It's yes, men need to be held accountable all day. Because I just mentioned that some men didn't have a father. Some men have personal issues. At the end of the day, regardless of that shit, you still need to try your best to be the best presence you can be in your kid's life. That's a definite. However, women need to be held accountable too. Just because a child lives with you, and you are the primary nourisher of the child, you may get a little money from welfare or your job or wherever, you know, using your money to help uh, help your kid out, buying food, clothes, whatever. That don't make you a good parent, see? There's a lot that comes with, with, with being the right type of parent there's a psychological aspect of course there's a financial aspect there's the emotional aspect right so when we look at a man who may not be there for his kid for whatever reason you'll have a woman talking shit about him like to everybody who want to hear she talking shit about him but when she go home she ain't got no structure she there's no discipline there she's yelling and screaming at the kids she is Negatively speaking, speaking negatively about the father to the kid, family. This is a form of abuse as well. This is a deadbeat mother type of uh, 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 behavior. You see what I'm saying? So, we need to call both people to the table when it comes to raising these kids, right? Because a lot of times women don't realize how much of the cards you actually hold, right? Like, on some real shit, I've never had a baby. I never will have a baby. So who's making the final decision about having a child? You can't want to have a child because of your feelings, because you want to be spiteful, because maybe he said he doesn't want a baby. So now you're having a baby just to spite him. Like, what are the reasons that we're actually breeding with each other, right? Because at the end of the day, a lot of times, family, and I'm, I'm, I'm I've been a, not a victim, but I've been involved in these type of situations as well, where you're dealing with somebody, having sex with somebody, by no stretch of the fucking imagination does that mean you should have a baby with them, right? Just because y'all cool, just because y'all like each other, just because the sex was good, that don't mean y'all should actually have a whole goddamn child together, because now you're connected with this person for 18 years, right? And all too often... Because we're young, because we're bereft of resources, because we don't know history, because we are in these economically deprived neighborhoods, we have all these other problems going on that we are yet to address, but we wanna have kids? right so when the kid's finally born it's it's so much toxicity going around that it's difficult to even be a parent it's difficult to even be there for the kid the way you need to right so instead of us yelling at the woman yelling at the man we need to realize we got to come come together and do this shit all too often and i'm speaking for my fellas right now all too often i meet women who have children and when you and they don't the the they're not with the father they may not have a husband or a man now, and when you talk to them about why, when you talk to them about the the baby daddy, quote unquote, I, I, I hate using that fucking term, but it's normal speech in our lexicon, right? When, when, when we talk about their baby daddy, it's always something negative. He's not there. He's not doing what he's supposed to do. I'm keeping my kid away from him. All of a sudden, they become judge and jury, and they not shit. You see what I'm saying? This, this is a common theme, family. I'm looking at women, and again, I'm only saying they're not, I, I'm only being judgmental because they're being judgmental. If you said, look, hey, I'm struggling, I'm still trying to figure the, this world out, I'm still trying to figure my life out, I'm gonna give him a shot so we can try to figure this out together. All too often, women are acting like, no, he can't come around, I'm not, he can't be over that house, he can't be over that house. Have you seen your house? Have you seen your house? You, I, I know women who living with people, but to tell the father, no, I'm not letting him, I'm not letting my baby go with you. I don't feel comfortable with my baby going to the house you going to. What? But you live with your mama. You see what I'm saying? So in our society, black society specifically, We have an ass-backwards way of dealing with each other when it comes to these type of situations. And if you ask me, family, like I was saying a little earlier, this starts at the beginning. This starts before the baby is born. Many women have told me, I'm a good mother, I'm a good mother, I'm a good mother. Do you know you being a good mother started before the baby was born? Being a good mother starts when you meet the dude when you decide to have a baby with a dude, like that's your decision. A lot of times, of course, we want to do it the traditional way where you are in love with someone and you meet someone and you guys decide together to have a baby. That's traditional to me when I look at my life, when I look at the people around me. I'm I'm for sure at this point that that's the best possible way to get the outcome you want as far as a Child that's a productive member of society who has their head screwed on tight. That typically happens most times when a man and a woman lovingly decide they want to have a baby together, they do the shit together, they're in the same house together. Family, we have gotten so far away from that shit. Think about it. Think about growing up. Now, again, I'm speaking from a perspective of a black man who was raised in a black neighborhood economically deprived neighborhood maybe some of y'all black folks out there was raised in communities where it was a man and a woman in the house and that was for a lot like your all your friends had a had a dad and a mom in the house that wasn't my reality family so i can't speak to that what i remember seeing is a lot most of us didn't have a father in the house most of us didn't have a father in the house it was rare to see one right so of course It's important that we know history so we can understand how the welfare laws were instituted, how different, um, of course, racism, Jim Crow, a lot of these things have played a part in our families being stripped apart, right? But at this point, we can't continue to assist this system with fucking our families up. So the main way we can fix, not the main way, one of the main ways, in my opinion, family, that we can fix the inequities that we see in our society as it deals with black life in particular is how we start our families how we start our families when i see a 30 year old man or woman 37 year old man or woman who doesn't have kids yet you know what i say i say wow i say wow how'd you i, I want to talk to him like that shit intrigues me you see what i'm saying because so many of us have kids without even thinking about it. So many of us have kids before we even decide who we are as a person. So many of us have kids before we even learn how life works, learn how this world works to a degree. You know what I'm saying? So how are we going to bring a kid into the world and be and teach them how to be productive members of society, teach them how to be um the right kind of people when we ain't even there yet so now we have the blind leading the blind now we have kids raising kids and i'm speaking specifically from experience I'm, I was one of those dudes. Two kids at seven, two kids at 18 years old. Two more kids by the time I turned 23 years old. So I'm 23, 24 years old with four kids by two different women. What the fuck am I doing? You feel me? That's the mentality you gotta have, right? Because so many of us, uh, uh, another thing, so many of us will have a baby mama here, a baby mama there, a baby mama there, and have no goddamn problem with it. You ain't even told yourself yet that that was some fuck shit. You ain't even told yourself yet that maybe I shouldn't have did that. A kid, ask any child that has a mom that lives over there and a dad that lives over there. They don't want to go to two houses. Who wants to do that? You feel me? Of course, you can raise them in any scenario you, uh, you need to. But when it comes to black folks in particular... The easiest one of the easiest ways to solve our problem is just start relating and start relating differently start begin to start our families differently man and the woman a man in the house woman in the house then a kid is created under any other circumstances I don't think a child should be produced having a kid when you're a teenager in my opinion family that shit should be outlawed now of course you can't control a woman's body. We, you know, all these abortion laws being changed and there's people on both sides of the fence. But for the most part, you're taking an extremely large risk by doing that to a child. Now, of course, there's an exception to every rule. There are people who have kids at 18, 19, and they still go on to be a lawyer, or a doctor, or they go on to live great lives. Like, live great lives, raise the kid in a great environment, a great neighborhood, that happens. But for the most part, if you're a black person who don't know your history, if you're a black person who was raised by a single parent yourself, if you're a black person who was raised in an economically deprived neighborhood, you having a baby at 20, 19, 18 is a fucking mistake. Right? And we like to say, a baby is a gift from God. A baby's a gift from... Yeah, but I don't know. You feel me? I don't know. Because you have a kid, and this kid has to live through poverty. This kid has to live through dysfunction. This kid has to live through not having structure in the house. Is that how God intended it? I mean, come on now. Just because we can have kids don't mean we should, family. You feel me? So when we look at the, the topic, what is a deadbeat father? again it's a father who doesn't invest time and energy into his kids a father who has never been interested in having a a a relationship with his child there are deadbeat fathers out there but i think the point we need to get to is we call the woman to we call the man to the table make sure he's responsible but we call the woman to the table as well women in this society are allowed to get away with a lot of shit family women in this society and again i'm speaking specifically about black folks melanated folks because that's what i care about the most that's who in my house people outside of our community i i really can give a shit about how they conduct themselves because at the end of the day it really matters what we do right so it's too many of us having kids under these conditions it's too many of us not realizing that a woman just because she's providing food just because she's providing room and board for a child doesn't make her a good mother right there's a lot of factors that go into making to making uh uh, to making a parent solid right and when we look at the the assistance that women can get from the government, this is, if you haven't noticed by now, this is an enabler for most women. When we look back to the 50s and the 60s when welfare was um, instituted to begin with, you couldn't have a man in the house. And if you look, if you pay attention closely, this, this produced women who began to feel, I can have a baby and I don't need a man. Now, of course, this is systematic right there are systematic issues that have taken place that have contributed to us being in the position that we're in but it's 2020 family at this point we got to realize that at this point we got to realize the traps that this system has set up for us and the main trap is we don't want the black man and the black woman to be together period if we came together if black folks created a a code of conduct if we began to be unified in any way possible especially the black man and the black woman a lot of our problems will be solved overnight family think about that if all of us came from environments where we had a black man and a black woman in the house now not perfect people not rich people but people who try hard put their best foot forward and are stable they create structure Half the problems we see in our community would be gone overnight. So, are there deadbeat fathers? You got them right. But more importantly, <laughs> more importantly, there are deadbeat parents. Family, there are deadbeat parents. Women need to be treated the same way. Women need to be called to the floor the same way that men do, because a lot of us are caught up in this child support system, or a lot of us are caught up in these custody battles and all this different shit when we didn't even ask for that. All we did was had sex. Now, granted, as a man, protecting your seed should be your primary goal when you're in the dating game. Like just nutting in women indiscriminately, that shit should be dead too, right? So as a man you have an accountability to yourself. You have to say, okay, look, how do I see my future? How do I see my family? Do I see me starting a family with this woman? Maybe I'm not ready financially. Maybe I don't even like her like that yet. All those reasons are reason you should wear a condom and stick with that shit. You feel me? So you don't find yourself in situations where you gave your sperm to a woman, and now she does whatever she wants to do with it, right? Cause that's a two-part, that's a two-part scenario. Should you wear a condom and protect yourself? Yes. However, if because I got all boys, I don't have daughters. If I had a daughter, this is this is my thinking, family. If I had a daughter, and my daughter tells me she's pregnant, she's a teenager, we're not keeping the baby. That's one. Two, if I have a daughter and she gets pregnant, and the dude say he don't want to do with it, we're not having the goddamn baby. This is a two-person decision, period. If one person cannot help make the decision, the pregnancy needs to be aborted. I'm not, but keep it in mind, I'm not a person that thinks you should just have abortions to solve your problem you're having at the time. I don't think that, but I don't think we should have kids simply because you don't want to have an abortion or we have kids simply because you want to spite the other parent. Because look at the young black people we have in America that's fucked up. Everybody likes to look at the exception to the rule. Well, he could have been a doctor. He could have been a lawyer. Yeah, or he could have been a nigga on a corner. Or he could have been a drug addict, a drug dealer. He could have been a dysfunctional man, uh, another dysfunctional black man in society. If we look at the prison system, which is 60 to 70% 70 black, how many of those brothers you think had a father in their home? How many of those brothers you think had a man around him that was that was influential, that was positive, that gave him good game? You see what I'm saying? I think it's a correlation between the dysfunctions we see in our neighborhoods with how we decide to mate with one another. You feel me? You feel me? So that's something we need to talk about, man. I wanted to come to y'all today, discuss this topic because it's been on my heart. I did a little quick... Uh, did a little quick video about it but i wanted to elaborate more and give more context because it's definitely something that we need to that we need to talk about like at the end of the day y'all we need to be better parents together right there's disagreements we're always gonna have disagreements but the level of respect uh the level of communication those things have to be raised and i'm speaking to me too like me as a black father i'm i'm have five kids My youngest son lives with me, my my, my four older kids do not. I still struggle with communicating the proper way. I still struggle with the fact that I've I've had visitation rights with my kids their entire lives, but my older kids never lived with me, right? So having one child that did live with me, I'm able to see the direct differences between a kid that's raised in your house and a kid that's raised in a household that's not yours and... A household that's not yours—that maybe how that household runs—you may not even agree with it. You may not even be on board with some of the things that are instituted in these other households. And how I felt as a man—it's like that takes the control away from me, all because of how I chose to relate with these women, all because of how I chose to, um, how how I chose to be sexually active as a young person, right? So as black people. These are some of the things we can do to control what's going on. Of course, racism is going to be there. White supremacy controls this world and you need to know how it works so you can navigate things correctly. But if we fix how we relate to one another, we can fix some of this shit ourselves. You feel me? So that's been the show today, man. It's been another episode of the Melanated Combo Podcast. I want to thank everybody for watching, listening rather. I thank everybody who's continued listening, people who comment on the show, people who give me, you know, feedback on things I should do. I really, 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 really do appreciate it. You can find this show on MelanatedFathers.com. You can find this show on TV on YouTube. You can find this show on uh, Spotify. Pretty much everywhere podcasts are, you can find the show. Follow me on Instagram at melanatedfathers one hundred. You know, go to the website as much as you can. Check out the new content. Check out the History matter section. Check out the Community Forum section. Check out the In the News section. You feel me? I put my heart and my soul into this platform because I do not want to see other young black men take the route that I've taken to a degree. I want to do my best to provide them with information, provide them with context, provide them with perspective, so hopefully they can make a different decision, start their families off a little bit differently so we could begin to change a lot of the shit that we see in society. Black people have been in a particular position for years upon years upon years, small gains, but none, none big enough to celebrate about. You feel me? So as a community, we got to continue to do what we can to help each other this is what's been placed on my heart because of everything I've had to go through as a black father, because of everything I've over the years have taught myself about history and reading books and getting knowledge about different things. You know, I'm, I'm determined to help the next generation, uh, uh carve out a different pathway. So this has been another episode of the Melanated Combo podcast, man. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show. I'm out.